Hey there, it's Riley Blanks-Reed, and you're listening to Self-Regard. This show elevates the depths of compassionate introspection through topics on mental health, creativity, higher consciousness, and identity. In this first six-part series of solo episodes, I will explore the delicate intersections that define our personas, such as relationships, race, habits, wellness, and solitude. The way I see it, self-regard is neither high nor low. In its purest form, it is living in a neutral state of harmony through the lens of self-respect. Join me as I reflect intimately and get excited because following this first capsule of episodes, I'll uncover fascinating, comprehensive conversations with revolutionary minds. One of the purposes for this series is to set up future interviews that dive deeper into these identity factors. Labels play a huge role in how we move through the world beyond just age-old checkboxes. Introductions are often dictated by limiting questions like whether we're cat or dog people, where we grew up, our favorite color, and the one thing we enjoy doing on the weekends. We are asked to identify ourselves in a plethora of singular ways. Even our skin types have classifications. Beyond sociological exchanges, we too craft narratives that consist of specific identifiers. Like, I'm a Scorpio Sun, Enneagram 4, transnational, multiracial, multimedia artist, ex-athlete, loving wife. And then I'd be expected to go into a list of the things I like to do and a list of either ors and then a myriad of favorites consisting of colors and animals and drinks. But where does the healthy line lie between clarifying and restricting labels? Labels are a powerful tool for defining and communicating our identity, as well as finding connection within a community. However, relying too heavily on labels can reinforce biases, reduce complex individuals to a single trait, and perpetuate harmful stereotypes. To use labels thoughtfully, we must recognize their potential for both clarity and division. Exploring different labels and identities can help us better understand ourselves and others while challenging harmful assumptions. For labels out of our control, those of us who live in the minority are more compelled to explore what our labels mean. I don't think it should necessarily function this way. As you've heard in prior episodes, there are many universal aspects of identity to explore. However, since living in minority categories is often a form of rebellion and struggle just by existing, there is more of a desire to understand what those categories mean. Race is a huge factor in the conversation, but I've actually given it its own episode, so I'd rather speak to a previously discussed aspect, mental health and neurodivergence. I live with bipolar 2, and it largely shapes the way I live, my perceptions of language, and my understanding of mental health at large. I've paid close attention to where and how it shows up in my life. Research in psychology and human behavior has shown that labels can be empowering and help us feel more connected to our inner selves. When we identify with a particular label, it can serve as a framework for understanding our own experiences and emotions. When I was diagnosed with the condition after the initial shame and confusion faded, 
I found a lot of liberation in having more perspective around the inner workings of my mind. Labels can also help us find a sense of belonging within a larger community, providing support and validation for our identity. As I opened up about my condition, many stories were shared with me and mutual support grew. But, and this is very important to me, I have not made friends nor built community based on commonalities. In fact, my friend group is largely varied, not necessarily marked by overlapping qualities in any regard. I hope for compatibility, respect, ease, and growth, and I actually have a mental list of characteristics I seek in acquaintances, friends, collaborators, and mentors. That list is not marked by labels. Studies have also shown that labels can be a tool for identity assertion in society. By claiming a label and asserting our identities, we can challenge societal norms and demand recognition for our unique experiences. Overall, labels can serve as a powerful tool for both personal growth and societal change, allowing us to find a sense of belonging while also challenging systemic injustices. There is that slippery slope, though. While labels can be empowering, they can also be limiting and restrict our understanding of ourselves and others. When we rely too heavily on labels to define ourselves and others, we risk reducing people to a single trait or identity. Labels can also be divisive and exclusionary, creating a sense of us versus them that reinforces societal divisions. This episode is brought to you by Spiritune. I've been using this app on a daily basis to aid in calming my anxiety, getting me in the zone for work, and helping me decompress at the end of the day. I have found that instrumental rhythmic music is nourishment for my brain. Spiritune combines music therapy and neuroscience to enhance your emotional well-being, no matter your mood. Based on research from leading institutions like NYU and Stanford, Spiritune creates personalized, science-driven, melodic experiences to invoke certain emotions in the brain. The app provides a seamless experience. Simply choose your current mood and desired feeling, and Spiritune will transition you into an intentional playlist that helps you reach your emotional goals. From folding clothes to tackling work projects, taking showers to getting to sleep, Spiritune has brought me immense comfort and support. And lucky for you, they're offering self-regard listeners 40% off a yearly subscription using the code TUNEIN. 23. That's all caps, T-U-N-E-I-N-2-3. Reimagine your mental health with Spiritune to feel great, focus better, and relax easily. It's really important to me that language is used intentionally. I am all about compassionate language. And I really consider how language affects us on an interpersonal level, but also on a deep soul level. I recently had a conversation with someone about the term schizophrenic. It was used casually in comparing two departments that existed in an economic field at a university. I don't think the word was used properly, even in the way the person intended. And I don't think schizophrenic should ever be used to describe anything outside of the actual condition. I think it reduces the lived experience that people who suffer with schizophrenia experience. And I also think it limits our capacity to actually deeply understand what the term means. It's really important for us to embrace it fully because it is an issue in our society in that it's largely misunderstood 
and it's mistreated. A lot of people who suffer with schizophrenia end up in the wrong hands, in the wrong places, and don't ultimately receive the care or treatment that they deserve. I really believe it starts with language. But I have to be careful because not everyone has that understanding nor that perspective. And it's not necessarily like I'm right or wrong. This is just what I believe based on my own lived experience and my desire to serve as some form of advocate for mental health. And so within this conversation, I had to recognize that maybe I wouldn't reach a point where I was fully understood or even agreed with. And so for the sake of the conversation and the relationship, it was best to have a constructive conversation, to have a sort of debate, and then to move on. The preservation of relationships and self is so much more important than arriving at a place where one person feels right or valid or affirmed. There is something to be said for being okay with not agreeing with the definition of a label or how it functions in society. I think of my mental health condition like an item of clothing. I have the power to choose when, where, how, and why I wear it. This differs heavily from my race, the curliness of my hair, and the overall physicality of my being, which is why that deserves its own episode. But I digress, the majority of our labels are not visible, and thus they need their own kind of special care. It's my responsibility to mind how I frame my condition so that I can find clarity and freedom rather than limitations, divisiveness, or conflict. It's a complex task. Labels are just one aspect of our identities and should not be relied upon as the sole definition of who we are. Instead, we can use labels as a starting point for self-exploration and personal growth, recognizing that our identities are fluid and constantly evolving. Additionally, we can challenge the assumptions and stereotypes associated with labels by engaging with diverse perspectives and experiences and expanding our understanding of language. For instance, I am not bipolar. I live with bipolar too. The key is to use labels as a tool for personal and societal growth without allowing them to limit or define us in overly simplistic ways. By expanding our understanding of different labels and identities, we can create a more inclusive and empathetic society. Thank you so much for tuning in. Your listening ears are the heartbeat of this podcast. If you have a moment, please subscribe, rate, and review. Your feedback is instrumental in the growth and visibility of self-regard. You can meet me on Instagram at Riley Blanks Reed, and you can always drop some thoughts in my inbox at Riley at WokeBeauty.com. I would love to hear from you. As always, remember, you can have a beautiful day, even if it's not that beautiful. Music and audio production by Angelica Ray, graphic design by Daniela Marti, and visuals by Christina Fisher.